1: Foss Corporation LLC
0: I did not grow up in a house where there were spirits or I felt spirits but I've always believed in the paranormal and the spirit world Before I met Harry, he looked for two years to find a house. One day he was driving, he went down this little street, and he saw this Italian, Tuscan, gorgeous house. He just had a feeling about it. It's like he just knew instantly that he had to buy this house. And then when I met Harry, which was 1992, I'd never really lived the high life at this point yet in my life so I'm not used to that kind of thing and I drive up this driveway and it's so grand yet it's so gorgeous I remember it just sucked me right in so cut to we get married there it's a beautiful wedding outside it's it's just perfect I instantly make it my house I put my frames up you know do little things like that to make it cozy I'll be in the bathroom and I'll, I I just have this feeling, uh, I would feel this, almost this breeze go behind me. And I always turn around to see, you know, who's just walked by and there's never anybody there. So I felt that from the very, very beginning. And then six months later, we, get pregnant with our first daughter, Delilah. And we spend all this time getting the room ready and you know, everything that you do when you're going to have a baby come into your life. And we were so excited. And Delilah had this basket that we kept her in. It was, it's a, a Moses basket. And I'd take it around the house and she'd sleep. I'll never forget. I would see her all of a sudden looking up, laughing and babbling and and just going on, not just like a baby laughs and babbles, but like she's talking to somebody. Like somebody right there is playing with her, talking to her, and I thought, well, she's certainly happy, that's great, but... The first time, I swear Delilah was maybe six weeks old. And that's what really freaked me out. Six weeks, you know, they're, they're barely, you know, they're barely coherent. And this was a moment of being very coherent. And I thought, whoa, that is freaky. Who is she talking to? three years later, we had another daughter. And her room was down the hall. So Amelia is about four or five months old, and all of a sudden I see the exact same thing happening with her, but even more constant. I swear to God she's talking to somebody. I swear to God someone is playing with her and making her laugh. It's really weird. You know, it's like a secret thing that goes on. So one night, it was about 3 o'clock in the morning, and we had the baby monitor in our room. I it giggling, and then it would be silent. And I couldn't believe my ears that I was hearing this, like, blissful laugh. I get up, and I'm stumbling down the hall, so I walk down, and I'm bleary-eyed. You know, it's three in the morning, and her room's quite far down. And I open the door. I remember walking into the room and then seeing this woman standing at her crib. And Amelia is laughing and talking to this presence right here. That right there scared me so much that to this day, it still freaks me out. It's so early in the morning, you think, okay, I'm just dreaming. I'm, I'm sleepwalking. I'm asleep. But I can still see it. I mean, it was just right there. And then she just... She just left. And then, you know, Amelia turns and looks at me and was so calm. Inside I was freaking out, but I put Amelia down and she went right back to sleep. And I told my husband about seeing this presence. He was silent for a minute and I thought, oh, God. (laughs) He thinks I'm crazy. And then he said, well, did I ever tell you the story about who owned this house before I bought it? I said, no. Before Harry bought the house, there was a woman who wanted to buy the house. Her name was Nancy and she was a lesbian. Her father was very wealthy and her father said, I will only buy you this house if you get married. So she found a friend who would marry her, and they would live in the house together with his lover. And I thought, wow, that's intense. And she wanted to have a baby. And her friend who had married her said, Okay, And and they slept together one night, and she got pregnant. And they took care of her. And the baby was born. And then he said she got very sick and she only had three years with her child, and then she died in the house. And I went, of course, it makes perfect sense now. I thought, wow, how tragic. This woman wanted to be a mother so badly and, and did it in such an unconventional way and then couldn't really have her dream. She must have felt that we were a loving family, and so now she's able to come and visit the girls. The playroom that we have now is is where the hospice was and, and is where Nancy passed. So kind of an interesting thing that that would now be the playroom. Where the kids spent their most time. And still to this day, it's very strange, but Delilah's 10 now. She goes into the playroom and she has imaginary play. She teaches school. She has a whole thing that goes on with no one else. All kids have imaginary friends. I never really put it together that it could be Nancy. And I never saw her again. I still have not seen her since that day, but I continue to feel her presence. Oh, I think she lived a very lonely life. I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like wanting to start a family and then getting very ill and she was isolated because of her illness. I think she finally felt like, oh, okay, this is what I would have wanted. This is the life that I wish I could have had. I think that there is some kind of a connection that I have with with Nancy because of how I've been so blessed and I've been so able to follow through with my maternal instincts and have two beautiful children and nurture them and love them and and teach them and she so unfortunately didn't get to do that and didn't get to experience it so I always feel even extra love and support around me there's something that pushes me to to be a better mom and to want to be there and spend time with my children that maybe i wouldn't have if she hadn't not been able to follow through with that experience <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Blaine Duncan, director of the Paranormal Diaries, a documentary film, and you're listening to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast with Aaron Hunter.
1: Welcome, I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA, I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and it is Monday, July 31st, 2023, episode 300. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And as always, glad to be back in the hot seat. As far as announcements are concerned, uh, the heat wave is gone. Uh, Beautiful weather, 80s, low humidity. Yeah, it's nice and comfortable. Other than that, yeah, smooth going. I'm still waiting for, you know, something to hit the fan. It's just been way too smooth. Something has to happen soon. <laughs> and of course, tomorrow, Tuesday, a new episode of Aaron's Horse Show will be out. And also this Wednesday, hopefully, Terry's back. I haven't heard yet, but uh, last week he was out on family business. So we'll see what happens this Wednesday for Terry's Mysterious Moments. And of course, Friday's is a double feature of entertaining short films. And if you haven't seen the latest release, last Friday I released two new entertaining short films. Check them out. You can watch them at realparanormalactivity.com or through the RPA-free app, which we built for you because we love you guys. If you don't have the app yet, just go to your app store, do a search for Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast. You'll see our iconic aqua blue eye, download it for free, fully functional, stream anytime, anywhere. And that's about it. Yeah, not too much more to announce. So, again, we're going to do more listener stories, and we're putting a big dent in the backlog. But for you new guys out there, if you want to share your own experiences, just send an email to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com, and I'll read it off on a future episode. So let's get the show on the road. And you guys know what that means. Oh, yeah, man. Come on. Say it with me. Say it with me. That's right. Two the story then. Follow me right this way. No pushing, no shoving and the fans are going nice and cool in here. Grab a bean bag over there in the corner, find an empty spot on the floor and grab a popsicle out of the freezer. Fully stocked. And while you guys are doing that, get behind my desk here. Get comfortable. And I print off Brit's packet and see what sort she picked out for us. Thanks again Britt if you're listening. Let's see here. Okay. Looks like we got uh, two short ones and a medium one. All right. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm hmm. Oh man, so good when it hits the lips. All right. The first one. This one is by Dragon and it's titled "Last Goodbye." Okay, Dragon. Let's see what you got, man. August nineteen ninety-seven. Suburban. Sydney, Australia I was sitting in my office at work one afternoon when I had a phone call to say my father, aged 56, had collapsed and been taken to the hospital. I immediately rang the hospital to be told that he had passed away, heart attack. I had to go to my mother's work and pick her up and take her to the hospital and we got to see him and say our own goodbyes as well as my brother who had arrived at the hospital. After this, I took Mom home and stayed with her, and we decided not to tell my grandparents that night as it was late. We would go there and tell them tomorrow. In the morning, we drove to my grandparents' house, my mother's parents, who were very close to my dad. We went in and before we had a chance to tell them what had happened, they told us a story. The night before about eight hours after Dad died, they were sitting up in bed watching TV, and from the wall behind them, or so it seemed, came a strange glowing thing, perhaps like a firefly, about half the size of a golf ball. Hovered gently over them for about 20 seconds, then slowly made its way over their bed towards the window went through the window and was gone. My grandparents could not figure out what this was, and my grandfather, as he was, had to get up, go check every room of the house, and check the fuse box, as they were perplexed. After this, we had to tell them about Dad, and we were all convinced that this glowing orb was Dad passing through to say goodbye love rpa and man that's from dragon dragon thank you very much for sharing and that's a feel-good story i love these things especially when uh you know you didn't even tell your grandparents about it about your father passing and they witnessed something and uh what i really like about this too is you know all these orb. you know people are taking you know using these digital cameras in the dark so the flash is on and they take a picture in the dark, and of course there's dust particles, maybe some insects. And of course a flash goes off, and these things reflect the flash. And everyone says there's orbs, or spirits. No, it's dust. It's just junk in the air. This, this is unique. Um, there's only two other stories like this. And what I like about these orb stories, you know, especially this one, is you know there's no camera involved you see it with your own eyes and it's radiating its own light yeah you know, so you're watching this thing so that's uh, yeah these things are or at least these stories are very rare the other two occurred uh with hikers in the woods um yeah pretty cool stuff all right dragon thank you very much all right what's next what do we got this one is by snowflakes and it's titled rented house and it's uh it's from india all right snowflakes let's see what you got man this experience is of my elder sisters she was married and was at that time living in a rented house with her husband and two small children they had recently rented that house it had a bedroom kitchen a living room and a garden outside there was a gate beyond the garden my mom was living with her sister for a few days, and as she saw the house, she said she had a negative vibe. After she left, my sister would be there with the children, and oftentimes she was alone as her husband used to travel to other cities for work. While alone on one such night, she heard the sound of someone washing clothes outside the house. She looked out to find no one around. This continued for a few days with the clock stopping at 12 at night and the sounds starting after 12. The sounds used to be like someone cooking, washing clothes, or the clang of utensils. She was terrified and told her husband when he returned. He refused to believe and scolded her for believing in such things. Then one night, as her husband was there too, the clock stopped working at 12.15, and the sound of a small child crying started from just outside the house. The sound was more like sniffling while you cry. My sister's husband went out to check what it was. He even checked outside the gate, but there was nobody around at that hour. The crying continued all night. For a few days after that, there was no activity. Then, my sister's brother-in-law came to stay with him and was sleeping in the kitchen. My sister now had developed a fear of 12 o'clock at night and was looking at the clock as it was about to strike 12. As soon as it did, there was a noise. It was a short circuit and the kitchen caught fire. My sister's brother-in-law extinguished the fire. Uh, that was most probably a fire accident, but my sister was scared enough. They left that house a few days later. Thank you very much for reading. And that's from Snowflakes. Snowflakes, thank you very much for sharing. Yeah, interesting. I always like these stories when there's uh, another person that gets involved, you know, for a while there. Your sister's by herself. There's no witnesses. Now, of course, her husband comes home, he doesn't believe in things, and he scolds her for, you know, for uh, imagining things, so to speak. And then he experiences something with this sniffling. And it looks like he gave the okay to get the hell out of there. (laughs) He left the house, huh? Well, if you think about it, it's just noise. But, yeah, I guess the sniffling all night long and things like that would... Yeah, probably bother you, keep you up at night, so I don't blame you. Yeah, thanks again, StoFleaks. Great story. All right, what's next? What do we got? This one is by Dragon, and it's titled Footsteps. Okay, Dragon, Let's see what you got, man. Around 1980, when I was around 17 years old... I lived with my grandparents for about six months. I had spent the first eight years of my life living next door to Grandma and Grandpa with a gate in the back side fence for easy access. I was at Grandma's every spare second I had, hence I was very close to them. At age 17 I moved in with them. They had lived in this house for 53 years at the time. They had a bedroom right at the front of the house, and Aunt Dot also had a bedroom at the front of the house. From here, there was a long hallway through the lounge room, through the dining room, past my bedroom door, and out to the kitchen. The hallway had a plastic runner for the full length, and was easy to hear when someone was walking down the hall. One night, around 10 p.m., everyone else was in bed. I was in my bedroom with the door closed, and I was reading and had the TV on quietly. I heard footsteps coming down the hallway from the front of the house. Now it was quite common at night that Aunt Dot would get out of bed and go to the kitchen for a snack. So being the stupid teenager that I was, I thought I would jump out and give her a fright. I waited with my ear pinned to my door listening to the footsteps as they got closer and closer and just as they got to the outside of my bedroom door I swung the door open and went raw there was no one there I closed the door felt a little stupid and then started wondering about the footsteps on the plastic hall runner because they were there Then, I heard the footsteps making their way back up the hallway to the front of the house. I waited until they passed my door, then peeked out. No one was there. Now, I should point out that both Aunt Dot and my grandparents were elderly, and did not move very quickly, so it's not a case of them passing by quickly and I miss them. The following day, I related this story to my grandmother. I could tell her anything, as she was the best and kindest grandma in the world. Immediately, she tells me, Oh, that's just the ghost. She's been here since we moved in. I have seen her often. I told Grandma that I didn't see her, just heard her footsteps, and Grandma said she had often seen her walking the hallway. She was a girl of about 14 years, dark-skinned, perhaps aboriginal, uh, wearing a long white nightgown and carrying a lit candle on a holder. This was all she said, and we never spoke of it again, as it seemed so ordinary, not at all unusual, and we just accepted it. In case you are wondering, there were no bad or scary feelings and nothing bad happening. She was just there. Thank you. And that's from Dragon. Dragon, thank you very much for sharing. Love the story, man. Yeah. Um, I said this a few times in past episodes and most recently, maybe a couple of episodes back. And what I said was, uh, there are people out there, kind of like your grandparents here. Uh, they live in a haunted house. They know their house is haunted, but it doesn't bother them. And they actually like it they think it's neat you know it's like a novelty to the house you know and it doesn't bother them they don't bother it it doesn't bother them so yeah there are people out there you know just like your grandparents that yeah this thing's just here it doesn't bother us <laughs> very cool think again dragon and guys that's it I know it's a little short but hey the stories are great that's all that counts and if you want to support the network, you can sign up to be a premium member. And what you get as a premium member, you get all the previous archived RPA Monday shows. You get the previous listener story episodes. You get bonus episodes. You get the previous interviews. I've done a little bit over 30 audiobooks of folklore from cultures from around the world. And it's only $3.99 a month. And you can cancel any time. Get one month, cancel, or there's other options if you need more time. And how you become a premium member, you can just go to the website, realparanormalactivity.com. Big old button there, you can't miss it. It says get premium membership and just create your account. Or you can sign up through the app. Just find an archived episode, tap on it, and just follow the prompts. And thank you very much in advance. And with that, I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Britton and it was also made possible by Lofoss Corporation. And man, we love you. Oh yeah, we do. As always, thank you and good night.